just because you haven't heard about an issue, just because you don't know that there's an issue going on or you know very little about it, does not mean that it doesn't matter. Welcome to Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. This is a mic drop. Less editing, more listening. October 19, 2019, is the first ever National Period Day, a day organized by Period, a menstrual activism organization, in order to raise awareness of the inequity surrounding period products and to demand change. Period was founded by Nadia Okamoto and Vincent Foran when they were 16 years old to serve a need that they realized was not being addressed or even discussed, period poverty. Period poverty, or being unable to afford menstruation products, affects many people worldwide, from children missing school because of lack of access to period products to homeless people who have to use makeshift pads and tampons made of unsanitary materials. Since then, period has grown into a huge organization that has addressed over 700,000 periods and has over 400 campus chapters. Luke talked with one of the campaign leads, Amir, about the importance of menstrual care, period poverty, and what period is doing to combat the stigma around periods. I think this was a really important conversation. It's two male non-menstruators discussing the human rights issue that is period poverty and how other non-menstruators can be allies. I personally learned a lot, and there's parts of the conversation that I think everyone who doesn't menstruate should hear. So, here's Amir. So my name is Amir Abdul. I am policy coordinator for period.org and uh, I'm leading, I'm helping lead this uh, campaign called National Period Day right now actually. Um, I recently graduated from The Ohio State University. I'm, I'm a pre-medical student so you know balancing this, doing this and uh, studying for the MCAT at, at the moment. It's a lot on your plate. Yeah I mean it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> you know we got quite a bit we're doing but um it's been fun, you know. I'm I'm really enjoying everything we're doing and we're really making a difference here with Period and what we do at Period is we work to um destigmatize menstruation through education, advocacy, um and service. And so a lot of the work we've done, for example, through service has been um, you know, uh providing free menstrual products across the board whether it's to schools, shelters, um, and we've actually served over 800,000 periods, and, and we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, we've done quite a bit of work on that um, end of things. We we do education, so we go talk about this, talk about um, you know the hygiene aspect of things, how to um, and that whole that whole scenario. And and when you go, um, we actually had a, a group go to um, you know a couple middle schools and high schools across the country. We have a lot of people doing that. A lot of our chapters and. Um, they love to meet with high school students if they're university students. And a lot of our high school students who are um, taking charge on this um, actually give talks in their own high school. So it's it's pretty cool. I was just wondering what sort of inclusive language you guys use uh, when you're talking about menstruation. Yeah, so when it comes to menstruation, um, we prefer to avoid the terms uh, man or woman. We tend to stick to menstruators and non-menstruators. 
um, you know, we try to be as inclusive as possible on this issue for sure. Why is that important to you? Well, you know, we, we have such a large community, especially right now, um, such a large community and, you know, the LGBTQ community, um, that's, we see that they're, they're not represented the way they should be. And for us as an organize, organization, you know, looking at that, um, even a lot of our members um, are transgender, for example, and we don't feel that they're being represented the right way um, when it comes to this issue. So for us, having this platform and being able to give them, you know, um, to give them a voice, first of all, in our organization and, and give them a platform to speak uh, on this issue is very important. And second, to respect the way that they want to be, um, you know, whatever way they want to be uh, introduced as, for example, um, whatever gender it is, it might be. We have a lot of people who, you know, different or different chapters across the country, um, men and women on both sides who are menstruators and non-menstruators. So we have um, women on both on women who are non-menstruators. We have men who menstruate. So um, we try to be as respectful as possible and as inclusive as possible in that situation. That's amazing that you guys are using your platform to also uh, try to make it as accessible to as many people as possible. 100%, yeah. I'm interested in how you personally got involved with this organization. Yeah, so, you know, period first started at The Ohio State University about a year ago, and the way I got involved actually was, so I was, a, I was president of an organization called Humanism in Medicine. We started a blog called Out on a Limb, and in that blog, we tried to give um, you know, students across the university at The Ohio State University um, a voice to express themselves and talk about issues that are important to them. And we had one student named uh, Anusha Singh, who was a part of the organization. And what she had done is she had interviewed someone that she really looks up to, um, a really a role model to her, and her name was Nadia Okamoto. She's the uh, co-founder of period.org. And what and really reading through this, um, it was you know it was kind of crazy to me that period poverty was an issue, you know period poverty being the lack of access to menstrual products, and so the fact that that was an issue for some people, I you know I it really threw me off because I didn't think that that would be a problem for anyone, um, and if I'm being completely honest, being a guy, that's not that's really not something that I thought about on a daily basis. You know I didn't think about menstruation at all to be honest with you. And so to hear about this, um, to hear that people are going through these issues, to hear from mothers um, that, you know, speak about how at the end of the month sometimes um, they have to choose between um, buying a box of tampons or pads and putting food on the table for their children, uh, to hear that, you know, one in five girls uh, miss school because they are uh, menstruating, because they're on their period, that's you know, it's ridiculous, especially since you're in 2019 and there's not one bathroom that you walk into without toilet paper. And if you do walk into a restroom without toilet paper, you're kind of like, you know, like what's going on? Why is there no toilet paper if someone's not doing their job? Um, so for that reason, you know, thinking about all that, I, I began to get really interested in it. But being completely honest with you again, I, I really didn't take action on anything. Um, but a couple weeks later, uh, Anusha came up to me and she said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to start a chapter at the Ohio State University. Um, you're president of this. You probably know a couple things. You know, want to do it with me? And 
I was like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest with you. It was just one of those things where I'm like, cool. I mean, this is a pretty logical issue to support, um, to combat. And so I decided to um, help her take the lead on that. Uh, we decided, okay, we're going to start this organization together. And we'll see where it goes. And so we started, and one of the main things we focused on was policy. Um, really going in there and putting law into place that will provide these products to menstruators. That's the important thing. That's what we need to do. So when we began doing that uh, at Ohio State, we first began with our administration at the school, and we worked with, uh, you know, the the student body, government there. We got over 180 restrooms on campus uh, to provide menstrual products. We began a pilot program, which is now uh, ongoing, and it's, it's going great, actually. We got menstrual products into the um, residence halls there, being provided into residence halls, um, which is great as well. Um, just recently, we got, we're getting, actually, um, menstrual products into hospitals across um, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, funny enough, you'd think hospitals would have these products provided in restrooms. They do not. Not all of them, at least. Not the ones here. Um, and this is one of the biggest hospitals we have in Columbus. It's called Riverside Hospital. Um, so they don't have products provided in the restroom. So we had a meeting with them. My team had a meeting with them. Um, they did a great job. And, and now we're getting products into restrooms there. So that's, that's where we kind of began, you know, getting, getting work, working with period. That's where I kind of got started on that. And um, that kind of manifested in what I'm doing, what I'm doing now as uh, helping lead this campaign on a national level, you know, starting at a level with the university and learning the day-to-day -day and what you do as just, you know, one single chapter and how you can affect so many people's lives just uh, on the ground in your little community. And then um, over the summer, I took uh, Anusha and I both actually, uh, we took a trip down, down to period and we took lead on, on National Period Day. And now we're, we're leading National Period Day together, um, a national campaign and um, seeing how you know, we feel that we're changing thousands of people's lives working on a national scale rather than, um, you know, day to day with one or two people in our community. So uh, it's been very inspiring and, and I'm, I'm very happy to be working here. What have you personally learned from being a part of period? So I've, I've learned a lot. You know, I've done uh, I've done a lot more listening than talking. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and I think that's super important. Um, you know, for going to my first few meetings here, I didn't know how to act with period because I was like, well, I don't get a period. I don't know what I'd be saying. So I'm just going to stay quiet as they, you know, talk about um, whatever it is we talk about because, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the space or the right to really um, necessarily have an opinion on this issue. Um, but my team did such a good job, and I thank them for that, my whole team really. Um, they, they really... They gave me the space. They gave. They encouraged me to talk more and and um, really be confident and um, you know speak my mind about the issues that we're facing. And that being said, um, you know, listening to everything that they've been through, uh, the issues that that they've gone through, you know, with um, having an emergency and running into a restroom, and um, you see, you know, a block on the wall that essentially you have to turn the handle and a tampon comes out, you put 25 cents in there, you have to pay 25 cents, and you don't have a quarter on you. And now you're stuck there, and it's kind of like, what do I do now? And then you have to make shift with, like, 
toilet paper or you know and and now at that at that point from what i hear it's just well i hope it doesn't seep through you know and that's you know that that's just terrible so listening to that and and listening to how sometimes as well you walk into a restroom and there's no products at all they don't even provide them you know um it, it really is just terrible so listening to how all these things that people go through i think the biggest thing a few of the biggest things that i've learned um one being just because you haven't heard about an issue just because you don't know that there's an issue going on or you know very little about it does not mean that it doesn't matter right so the biggest thing with period poverty in my opinion you don't see many men who are part of this organization a part of this movement i think the biggest thing and i put myself in this category is i never thought this was an issue i never heard about this um, you know, it was never presented to me. It was never on the news. It was never on my Instagram feed. It was never on Twitter, nowhere. Like I had, there was, there'd be no way that I would hear about this problem. And so I never thought it'd be a problem. And if someone came to me and said, oh yeah, Hey, there's this problem of, um, you know, people can't, don't have access to menstrual products. It would probably, you know, I'd hear it and I'd be like, oh, that's terrible and kind of move on. But, um, really getting into it and seeing the depth and how much of an issue it really is really taught me that there's a lot of issues obviously that we have across the world right in in this world there's so many problems in our society in our culture and i think it's up to us it's up to each individual person to learn more about the issues that are in their society in their culture the issues that are affecting their neighbors the issues that are affecting their friends just because it does not affect you does not mean it does not matter. And that's very important to understand. Because if we're only worried and we're only supporting the issues that personally affect us, we will not get far in this world. We will not get far. We will not be able to push society forward. And it's just going to be stagnant and we're going to be stuck where we are. These, this is such an important issue. Such an important issue to talk about. Um, such an important issue to combat. Because this is a form of poverty that we can end. And a lot of times people hear the word poverty and they think that's not something that we can, uh, we can end. But when you look at period poverty, it really is something that if we work towards, um, we can end period poverty across the world. In the United States, um, very easily actually here in the United States, just through you know, a couple signatures and really pushing it into law. Um, to require that products are provided in restrooms the same way they're provided in toilet paper. You don't see, you know, anyone suffering from not having toilet paper or anything, um, right? So it, it really is something that we can, you know, working together, working with all different types of people in legislation and activists across the country, I think we can uh, really end period poverty here. So is that what the organization sees as the end of period poverty if, um, menstrual products are treated as necessarily and as sort of similar to toilet paper? Yeah, so that is for sure one thing that we're doing. One thing that's, and probably, you know, something that's on the top of our list, obviously, is to um, have our legislators, to have people across the country um, see menstrual products the same way we see uh, toilet paper at the bare minimum. Um, in my opinion, menstrual products are more important than toilet paper if you look at it because. That is, that is something that, um, you know, this is an issue that is affecting one side, you know, of our uh, of society. It's only affecting menstruators. 
right? Non-menstruators are not affected by this issue. So, um, you know, something I say a lot is, and if we're being completely honest, if men were the ones to menstruate, if all men were the ones to menstruate from the beginning of time, we would not have this issue, to be completely honest here, right? Menstrual products would be provided in, um, you know, in schools and prisons and um, in gas station restrooms and wherever you wherever you walk into, you will have menstrual products. Um, and I think that's, you know, a big part of that is just because of um, the amount of men that are a part of uh, legislation and uh, the lack of representation of women, uh, not because there's not enough women running. There are, and there are uh, extremely fit women running, women that would very well do a much better job than a lot of people that are in office right now, but we have failed to give them um, the platform and the opportunity to, to do just that. So um, we need to work on that. We need to work on gender equality as well because that plays a role in this. But uh, to answer your question, yes, getting menstrual products into all restrooms and schools, shelters, and prisons, providing it the same way we provide uh, toilet paper is one of our large goals. And we will, you know, we will really keep pushing for that. And, and hopefully um, in the near future, we'll be able to achieve that. So you mentioned before that one of the major things that non-menstruators can do is listen. What are other steps that people like you and I who don't menstruate can take to support this movement? Yeah. So like I said, you know, first and foremost, listen, right? Um, this is something that we as men, you know, have not experienced as non-menstruators. It's something we haven't experienced. And so for that reason, listening is one of the most important things to do, right? Understanding the issue at hand, understanding um, the effects that it's having on menstruators, on people, on women. And, um, and, you know, there's that side. And then there's the side of listening to how they feel it would be best for us to help, right? Um, what do they think would be uh, the best steps for us to take. And, and from what I've seen and from um, the women around me, from the menstruators around me, um, you know, they, like I said, gave me that platform to really go out and speak my mind and, and be able to really support this movement. And I think that's something important for non-menstruators to do is really stand in solidarity, right? Be an activist, be a champion for this issue. Um, it is, this is not a woman's issue. This is in no way a woman's issue. This is not a menstruator's issue. This, in my opinion, is 100% a human rights issue. Every single person should have access um, to hygienic products, right? Um, the same way we have access to uh, toilet paper. Uh, menstrual, you know, menstrual hygiene, hygiene in general is extremely important. And there's no way, no reason that um, they, this, these products should not be provided. So... Again, this is not a woman's issue. It's not a menstruator's issue. It's a human rights issue. And we should all stand up for that and, and stand against the, this crisis that's going on across our country and across the world. So listening and, and really standing up and uh, going to these rallies and being a part of this and speaking out on this, you know, using your platform also to give menstruators a voice on this issue. But something we need to do is take the conversation to people who are not at these rallies, uh, people who haven't heard about this issue. So talking to, to men about this, talking to guys who, um, you know, haven't heard about this movement, haven't heard about these uh, issues that are going on surrounding 
um, you know, menstrual equity and, and the lack of menstrual products and period poverty, uh, talking to them and bringing it to their attention is extremely important because if, if Anusha did not bring this to my attention, I would not, and I guarantee it, and I know for a fact, I would not have been a part of this movement because I would not have heard of it. For her to come up to me and talk to me about this issue was so important because bringing me into it and I'm bringing, you know, it's like a domino effect. I'll bring a few other guys into it. And eventually, you'll be pulling people in left and right. And, and we'll have a great diverse group of people who are now learning new things, learning about this issue. And we're able to combat it together. And that's really how real change happens. Thank you so much, Amir. Thanks for talking to me. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You guys do uh, phenomenal work. And honestly, I look forward to everything you guys are going to be doing in the future. Talking to us about the work Period is doing to raise awareness of period poverty and how non-menstruators can be good allies. October 19th is National Period Day, and there will be rallies in all 50 states. To get involved on National Period Day and every day after that, go to period.org to learn more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hashtag Pass the Mike Youth. To hear more stories from young activists, check out our website, PassTheMikeYouth.com, or our social media, at PassTheMikeYouth. Hashtag PassTheMikeYouth is a product of NC State Extension, but does not necessarily reflect its views. 